Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast. I can't believe you came back. No. Um, guys, I want to thank you again for all the support with the show. Um, we are growing. I'm super excited. This episode, we have a very special guest, one of my family members, my cousin named Lizzie. Um, she's one of those people that I follow on social media. She has an interesting take on, you know, um, political topics that are going on the election that's going on she's one of those people that you know kind of turns it into a joke but drops a gem as well so definitely wanted to get her take on the election and everything that's been happening in terms of um you know just the political landscape so we'll be hearing from her very soon um listen today is my brother's birthday give him a special shout out hey marcel i love you happy birthday baby um, what else is going on? Quickly, I just I quickly, quickly wanted to get into a couple of things. Um, rappers have been in the headlines like crazy these past couple of weeks. We saw the stuff with Lil Wayne, you know, endorsing Trump. A lot of people were pissed off about that. Um, I wasn't pissed off, more so annoyed. The thing about Lil Wayne is he has purposely stayed out of politics and has told us as much. You know, when he was asked about the Black Lives Matter movement um, a couple of years back, he basically, you know, scoffed and said, well, my black life matters, so I don't know what the F that means, you know. Definitely was not uh, woke in any way about the issues when he was questioned and they persistently asked him, you know, how he feels about different political topics. He did not really wanna get into it. So that's not someone that I would be looking to as a source of information for, um, you know, political information. 50 Cent was also in the news um, in regards to endorsing Trump. And this is another thing that we have to realize. These celebrities, just like Trump, they use social media to their advantage, obviously, Um, you know, money. So the, the gag is, If I can get enough people upset, I got eyes on me. So it doesn't matter. I don't care what kind of attention I get as long as I get the attention. So there are a lot of celebrities who kind of follow this trolling pattern, 50 Cent definitely being one of them. Um, And, you know, again, just another thing for you to see certain people. It's like you show your card. Now I know who you are. So moving forward. I know what not to listen to you. Um, You know, I know when to listen to you and when not to listen to you. Celebrities who are doing some cool things using their platforms for good reason. Killer Mike. I think I've talked about Killer Mike, uh, you know, before on the show. If I haven't, damn. Um, I am a huge fan of Killer Mike. He is always, always doing everything that he can to educate specifically black people, but also brown people. He just started a, um, a bank or I'm, it's not his bank, but, um, you know, he basically started this in partnership with other people. It's called Greenwood Bank. 
I am on the waiting list for my account. <laughs> um, apparently, the the app has basically blown up. So there's uh, maybe about a hundred thousand people ahead of me in terms of the the list. But basically, what he's doing is. We know that in black and brown communities, banks don't traditionally loan us money. So when we have great ideas to start businesses, inventions, things like that, we're not the people who usually get funded. Um, so having our footing in the banking industry is so important. So if you know anything about like credit unions and things like that, you know that your credit union, you get through some type of association like you're a part of a church or um, you know a nonprofit or you're, you have an association through your job to get a credit union account. And those accounts, they're going to build, you can build a relationship with them. It's run more like small business. So when you do wanna buy the house, when you do need another car, when you do wanna start another business, they're gonna look at you in a different way than the bigger traditional banks would. Um, and there's a whole bunch of research about the disparities in the banking industry. We're not even, uh, Latinos and black people are not even really represented as much as we should be in those industries. So anyway, anyway uh, Greenwood Bank is um, kind of like a credit union model. Um, so you would go to them, you know, you establish yourself as a customer. And then when you want to buy the house, when you want to start a business, they would look at you in the same way that a credit union would a little more favorably a little more lenient so i just wanted to give that little plug um i know there's still a lot of us who don't even really bank like that you know um we're cashing our checks and getting you know cashing our checks um that's just not the way to do it at all first of all check cashing places are predatory and you only find them in certain neighborhoods which ones so you should not, after having worked 40, 80 hours and after, after having already having them take the taxes out before you can even touch your money, do you really want to give somebody else another piece of the hard work that you've been doing? Hell no. You know, we don't think about it. We don't think about the fact that, oh, I just got this routine, you know. I get my check on Friday, I go to the check cashing spot because I don't, you know, I don't want to get a bank or I don't get a bank account, get a bank account, start a savings account without a bank account. It is very hard to do anything or get ahead for people who, and I didn't mean to get too long winded with this, but for people who find that they are borrowing money, you know, every other month or every month, you know, you might be literally borrowing money from people every single month. That is because you don't have the ability to save or you're not looking at your savings in an aggressive way. I can tell you, I had the, I got like such a joy in my heart this morning. I got an email that said, your savings account with us has increased by 30% over the last, uh, I can't remember exactly what the time frame. maybe it was a quarter or something like that. That is progress. That means that when an emergency happened, if my tire goes, if the car needs some type of repair, if I have to, whatever the case, I need an outfit for something, I've got it. It gives you that little bit of room that you need. So whether you start with $10, $20, $50, 
your ability to save is power. If you do nothing else, figure out an aggressive plan with your finances. Do you know where you're spending all your money? You know, if you come into a situation where every two weeks that you get paid, it's like you're dying for that next paycheck because you don't even have $150, $20 in your bank account to kind of smooth that, you know, get you through. That's because you're not taking $5, $10, $20, putting it aside and not thinking about it. That's my big spiel about that, you know, spiel. Um, I didn't want to get too too much into that, but that is one of the things that I'm very uh, passionate about, saving. Because saving is absolutely, it's freedom. It is. It gives you the ability to do things that you normally wouldn't. If you want to do that vacation and things like that, you saved your way to it. It's one of your goals. So anyway, I know a bunch of people have been talking about Ice Cube and his contract with Black America, and a lot of people have criticisms about it. A lot of people, but a lot of people have not read it. So again, I'm going to suggest to you guys, before we criticize what people are doing and saying, before we criticize politicians and you know share information on social media, do a little research. Um, read the plan and uh, push it. Push it. Should we not have an agenda? I mean, Diddy's talking about a black party, a black and brown party. Um, are these these are these the type of things we need? Why do we have more choices in everything on this planet but political parties? You know, um, in the conversation that you're going to see with my cousin, I personally don't consider myself a Republican or a Democrat because I just don't fall in line with every single thing with either party. And I think that's okay. And I think we're coming into a place in this country where these two old giant gangs just don't cut it for me. And I know a lot of you guys are pretty much feeling the same way. It's like, I just don't agree with all of what these people are saying or all of what these people are saying at all. Um, but I absolutely think that it's super important that people like Cube get out in front of something like this. I mean, coming from somebody who's been saying F the police for 30 years, you know, has been on the front lines. You think it's easy for a celebrity to say F the police on a national stage? You think he wasn't tried a million times? This guy has put in work for black people. All of his movies, all black cast, directors, producers, music, all that stuff, he has done a lot. So read the damn plan before you start criticizing what the man is doing. It's easy for you to say F the police on your social media or my social media. I mean, who's really going to, is Oprah going to see that? Is the world going to see that? No. I mean, does that really put me at complete danger? Not necessarily, maybe a little bit. But for a celebrity to say it on a grand stage back in the 80s and 90s, put some respect on Cube's name. <laughs> Y'all gonna put some respect on Cube's name. Um, but so very tight election. It's been crazy, crazy. I hope you guys are not watching the news all day. Um, and I hope that, you know, you guys are taking a little time for yourself and just rejuvenating and remember that regardless of whoever wins this um, race, you still have your own race to run. 
there are still things in your life that you can accomplish. You can still make things good for people in your neighborhood. You can still make sure that your community is ready for whatever situation is coming. You can be that person for your city, your neighborhood, your community. So regardless of whether if Trump wins or not, why should that stop you from doing good? Right? All right, cool. So let's get into the interview. Awesome. Lizzie, thank you so much for joining me this week. So guys, Lizzie is my cousin and she is the first person brave enough to get on the Spicy Pecan <laughs> podcast. Thanks, Liz. You're welcome. How are you doing today? Uh, chilling. Yeah, a lot going on, a lot going on. So um, have you have you been glued to the news today or have you been kind of like trying to be in and out? Um. Initially, my first woke up, first thing I did was like turn on the TV, go through my phone, see what was going on. But as the day, you know, has gone on, I've tried to like just go with the flow and wait to see what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So far, I think Biden is at around 240. I think it's like 248. 248. And uh, uh, Trump is what, like 213? 214. Last I checked. Okay. All right. Yeah. So what are you thinking? You think it's going to be a surprise towards the end or you think? I'm trying not to be too anxious and hopeful because anything could happen last minute. He's, uh, Trump's trying to pull some strings there. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, I would love for it to go our way, you know? Yeah. Um, but, you know, any, anything can happen. Anything's possible. So just holding out my excitement or. Yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> So would you consider yourself like a Republican or Democrat or how do you kind of like identify? I know a lot of people are questioning that again, you know, with all everything going on. And yeah, and so have I, um, you know, I'm registered as a Democrat, but these past couple of years, I just feel like, I, I don't feel an attachment to any party. Um, I'm more just for humanity. I, I don't care so much about the political stuff I know I know that's probably not the PC thing to say but like um I'm just, I'm, my thing is let's all respect one another let's do what's right for humanity and that's that's just where I'm at so I don't consider myself a democrat or republican or anything yeah I totally agree on this show I basically said uh democrat and republican it's like two big gangs and one I think we need more options <laughs> Absolutely. Because both of them have done the craziest stuff. So it's not just one or another. Um, but obviously, Trump is just a totally different thing. Like, I don't even really consider Trump a, a Republican because he doesn't even fall in line with a lot of their, um, you know, a lot of things that they stand for morally. Um, yeah. But all right, fun question. Okay. If you could sum 2020 up in one song or two, what what songs would those be? Um, Wrecking Ball <laughs> by Miley <Martin> Cyrus. <laughs> yes. And maybe yes. like Thriller from Michael Jackson. <laughs> like just, or like a bunch of zombies just wandering, waiting for 2020 to end, you know? Absolutely. One big long night. I mean, yeah. you know what one of the crazy, I mean, the Thriller thing actually made me think about it. Do you think that there is going to be a huge outcry from the public, like protests and things like that? Do you think that's something that we still might see? 
I believe so because we've seen so much of it. You know, people are tired, people are fed up and sitting back and being quiet hasn't worked. So, you know, we're frustrated. Yeah. So this, this can turn, and I believe it's going to come from both parties. I, I, you know, I hope not. I hope it's, you know, all talk, but it's been crazy. It's been a crazy ride. This political um, era that we're in right now has just been insane. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I'm expecting. I'm I think a lot it. more people are falling in exactly what you said. A lot of people are not really considering themselves Democrat or Republican. It's more like, let me see who's going to be up there and who's actually talking about the issues that I care about. But labeling myself as a Democrat forever or a Republican forever, I just don't recognize, you know, those two. Well, this is parties. the thing. We're spoon, we're, we're, we're like spoon fed and it's like shoved down our throats, these two parties. There's other parties, you know, we're just not given that much attention to it because they want us to vote these two parties. Yeah. So they won't look at, you know, the Green Party or anything else because the big guys up top, they just want to push Republican party. You're either a Republican or a Democrat and no one else matters. You can vote Green, you can vote for whatever else is on that ballot but at the end of the day they're only going to push those two yeah yeah so and they only really... push the presidential election which the presidential election isn't the end-all be-all you know we're we're and, supposed and to be voting every year absolutely congress is the is the major part of that and a lot of people don't know that and if you have the wrong people sitting in congress they're actually the ones that say yay or nay to the president so yeah. if we have the wrong people sitting there <laughs> it doesn't matter really who's the president Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Now, are you surprised at how much support Trump actually has gotten? Like, I know me, when I started seeing the numbers, I'm not going to lie. I knew he was going to get a lot of support, but I wasn't <laughs> expecting a 50-50 almost, you know, like 48, you know, 52, like that. I was not mm -hmm. expecting how much. I think, a, I think a lot of people weren't expecting it because it's just been madness. He's, he has stirred up so much madness in America, in the United States, um, that people were like, oh, you know, most people are fed up, but he has such a following, I call it, you know, for lack of a better word. Yeah, and, I've, um, I've seen you use other words. You know, and they're dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> they're dedicated to this man. And, and they're not even, they keep pushing it's for, for America, it's for, and it's not, it's for their own selfish, um, desires for their own personal beliefs it's, it's it has nothing to do with Americans because if it was for Americans it would be about equality it would be about humanity it, you know and that's not what he pushes and and a lot of people were able to show them true selves through this president you know they they you know they were able to be like yeah well he's like that we can show who we really are and it'll be PC because that's what he promotes. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has been pretty crazy. Unfortunately. What you know, do you think the um, biggest, like, what are you seeing as far as the things that they say, yes, he's got our back on this? Because I every time I question someone who's voting for him, they, they cite, send me basically to someone else <laughs> or they're just like, well, this is what, you know, I don't know. This is what I was told. It's like, almost comfortable in that ignorance. Well, I don't know. That's what I was told. But 
let me tell you something else and you can actually look it up. You know, I've, I've been in these conversations with people and I can't figure out exactly what are the issues. I know the tax thing, but most of the people I'm talking to, they're not making over $400,000 a year. Exactly. So what are you really benefiting? I think what you're seeing is where the Obama administration left off, the economy was going up and Trump rode on that wave. That's what I see. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's, first of all, I've never gotten, same with, same as you, I have never gotten a, on a direct full blown conversation as to no, he's doing this. He's, he's doing that. Like I have never gotten that either. Um, I, I feel like they were so upset of, of Obama winning two years in a row and then Hillary was running and they were like, there's no way we're going to allow her. Cause it'll be like having Obama back in office because of her ties with Obama. So they rallied with Trump and then he's this outspoken ignorant fool and they were just like loving it you know what i mean so if you ask a republican what is it about him that you believe he stands for america they will never give you a direct answer because there's nothing that they can give you in my opinion yeah you know they use the flag or they'll they'll use our you know our vest and he has disrespected you know Absolutely. veterans and so I don't get I don't get how they connect it. I I don't. And, and that's waving, why I don't respect their opinion on it. Yeah, like waving the Confederate flag next to the American flag, that's traitor behavior. Right. Like right. I don't understand how anybody who comes from the military or is in a mil military family would even be cool with the Confederate flag. Like right. that blows my mind. And then when did like American pride and racism gel oh, hand in hand? Like, I don't, I don't remember that ever being cool. We've always known that there were racists, of course, but just so blatantly tying racism to like American pride is like insane. It goes against everything I thought America was. Absolutely. Well, the thing is, um, you've heard everyone say that Trump being in, in, in the White House gave a lot of people, uh, how do you say that? It, it, it just gave them the, the, the right to come out and be exactly who they are without being shamed about it because right. Trump is. And he's supported by the KKK. And there's so many people in our everyday lives that we have no idea there are a part of the KKK. Yeah. That community, they're doctors, they're police officers, they're judges. firemen, they're teachers, they're judges, they're in our communities. They're not wearing the white capes. So we think it disappeared and, and, and it hasn't. They're just more bold about it now. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's terrifying. Cause I think it just, I think in this moment it made us all realize like, damn, we really haven't made a lot of progress. We really, right. when you can't get people to at least admit this country wouldn't be shit without the slaves and start from there. Like, how do you Absolutely. think America got to be as wealthy? It free labor right. off for the back of slaves. years, like off the back of slaves. So it's I was just telling, it's very disheartening. Yeah. I was telling someone the other day, I think I might've mentioned it on the podcast, but um, at one point the white house burned down, like a section of the white house burned down and slaves rebuilt it. 
Mm -hmm. So it's like even the biggest symbol of America, slaves were in right in there. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's like there isn't there aren't many places in American history that this country again, I feel like this this country is never gonna reach its potential until it does right by the people that it screwed over, which Absolutely. starts off with the Native Americans. I think Obama did more for Native Americans than he probably was able to do for like specifically black people. I know a lot of black people say Obama didn't do nothing for black people. Yeah, I hear that. We can weigh right. that. But the original people who were, you know, obviously slaves were oppressed, slaves were brought here, but the people who own this land, those were the people who were done wrong first. And he gave them about like $3 billion. So I think in keeping with that, we should be making some type of retribution. What do you think about reparations? Have you thought about it? Do you think that it's appropriate? How far do you think it should go? I think that's just a whole nother, I would agree to it. You know, I, I would think it would be amazing how, you know, I just think that we're so, we're so damaged and we're so far beyond, like we have so much more immediate things that need to be dealt with right now yeah. That, that's that's something that they I don't even think they have time to even yeah consider. And I personally think a lot of it um, should come from the private sector because private business also made millions and millions of dollars off of black and brown people. Um, but I'm curious because you know I don't have kids. Have you been talking to your kids? I'm sure they're watching the news. I'm sure they're hearing little things. Mm -hmm. Like, what questions do you get from them? They're um, both teenagers, the ones that are still in the house. And then you have yeah. um, two older that are outside. Um, my kids are fully aware. We, we, we discuss um, not so much politics, but just like things that are going on in everyday life. Uh, you know, we're a Hispanic family living in a predominantly white neighborhood. So they've experienced um, racism. So they're, they're pretty woke. <laughs> okay. You know, they know wow, what's right. Know they know that. what's wrong. Yeah. And that's why I think too, I like, I'm so passionate about it and it, because it hits home. Cause right. when you are a parent and you have a child that comes home, that is hurt, angry, you know, because they've experienced racism, they're told to go back to their country or speak English and wow. my kids only speak English, you know? So, it, it, you know, as a parent, when you see that other people are just being passive about it and they're not angry about it, it, it does something to you as a parent. Sure. So, but they, you know, they, they, they're fully aware. They know how to treat people. They know what to say, and what, what, what's, you know, what not to say and what's acceptable. And so they're, they're pretty, they don't have questions, but we do have discussions. Yeah. They tell me how they feel about it, you know? Yeah. I think um, it sounds like your main concern is just making sure that they're fair to everybody and kind of like learn from that. Not so much like, all right, well, this is Democratic, this is Republican. And right, no, yeah. right. Just trying that to makes perfect sense. Human, decent human beings. Right. You know. Yeah, um, I, uh, I was watching something and then I also heard uh, there was like a friend or family member um, that took their kid to a Trump rally. And I just thought that like, wow, that's really soon to be indoctrinating your kid with the politics aspect. I see the part where mm -hmm. it's like, you know, whatever morality you can steal from Trump. I can see somebody, you know, trying to do that. Like, well, 
this is why, you know, we, whatever, however you would even explain that, mm -hmm. but such a political, would you ever take your kids, um, let's say under, or would have under the age of 10 to like a political no. rally? Absolutely not. Yeah. I was just curious no. about that. I, I try not to, um, really talk about children specifically because I'm not a parent. I just try to be very sensitive. You know, everybody has their opinion, whether you have kids or not, but I always try to be sensitive of that. So yeah, that's why I wanted to ask yeah. you about that. Now, yeah. one of the things that I respect a lot about you is not only do you, you speak up for the things that you believe in, but you also educate. And I don't know if you even realize that, but when you say things <laughs> on social media, you never just say like, this guy is a jerk. You, it's always like, because of X, Y, and Z. And did you know in this year? And did you know this? And I know you share a lot of stuff about like um, Latino heritage and things like that. What are the, the issues that you're most passionate about? Equality. I don't, that, it, that just does something to me. Um, treating people like they're less than because of their sexual orientation or because of the color of their skin is absolutely, it's just disgusting to me actually. There's no other word, you know, that I can dress it up with. It's just pure disgust. Um, no one should ever be discriminated against because of who they love or because their shade of, you know, their, their complexion is a shade darker than someone else. It's just insane. It's insanity. And I know I don't know if you've seen the post where I posted a, a few weeks ago where it was a law was passed. And I, I think it was Texas um, where social workers were able to discriminate against oh, I the LGBT community and the disabled. And is that, that's just this disgusting to me because, you know, I'm a social worker and whoever's in my office and sits in that chair in front of me is getting treated like everyone else with compassion, with understanding, with care. And I'm going to go the extra mile for whoever's in front of me. So I don't understand. I, I just don't understand it. And, it. and it drives me insane. And as you all see on my social, <laughs> social media. Listen, we love it because sometimes... Sometimes it's just pure funny. And then sometimes it's just like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, I couldn't have even said it better. Like, there's no way I could have said it better. Yeah, um, I, I'm sure some people get offended by it, but sometimes you, they need to hear the raw truth. They need to see how, what they're supporting too and what they believe in, how it's hurtful Yeah. to us. Cause I'm a brown woman. And so I take that, you know, stuff like that offensive as well. I'm, I'm not just looking out. Uh, you know, from the outside in, I'm right. in. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, what about the so. Latinos that are in, you know, they're in, but it's like, it's not, I don't get it. I feel like some Latinos, Hispanics, are so far removed from our culture. And, and so they feel as though it's a them problem. That affects them. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my home. It doesn't affect my family because they're so far removed from it. You know, so we have second and third generations that are, are from the island who don't really have that connection, don't visit. You know, they're not thinking about our ancestors who are dark skinned, who didn't speak English, who are Tainos, who are Spaniards and African, you know, and we have, we're a melting pot. 
And I feel like because they've been here in the United States that they don't have, feel that connection and they're just American. And it's like, no, that's not how DNA works. Right. You know what I mean? And our family is so, um, it's, it's so diverse. We have, right. we have so many different cultures in yeah, our, our family. family and we're very diverse. Uh, absolutely. And we're very welcoming people. Like, for the most part, we're very welcoming. Absolutely. And so when you grow up in a house, I remember when I was a little girl and I would go to my, my grandmother's house, my mother's mom. There was, we had our black families, we had white family, we had, you had a little section of our aunts and our grandma who spoke only Spanish and they would sit in the kitchen, they would do all the cooking yeah. and we had the rest of the family. And you know, listen to all genres of music. And I love that about our family. I love that we were, we grew up in such a, a diverse family that as we grew up, it wasn't weird or strange, you know, yeah, to be around different people because that's how we grew up. And also to elaborate on that a little bit, um, it's kind of disheartening when you see your family stand up for someone who's against what we are and what our family represents. And if something is hurting our African-American brother and sisters, because that's what we are. Right. How does that not hurt you? When you see your child or your mother or your family hurt, you hurt with them. And so I feel like the Latino community has benefited so much from the African-Americans suffering and their, their power, their, their empowerment, their, their, their strength, their fight, and we've benefited from that. Yeah. We've let them go up front and do the fighting and do the protesting and do the marching, but they're breaking barriers, not just for the, for the African-American um, community, but also for Latinos, for the Asians, for anyone who is not you know, of white descent. We all are benefiting from our African brother and sister struggle. And for us not to stand hand in hand and beside them and feel their pain and hurt and fight along with them, it's, it's sad. And, you know, I will never be that one to just sit back and be like, oh, that's them. You know, that's their, that's their struggle because it's our struggle. And we've ridden, the, we've ridden that wave long enough. We need to stand up and we need to fight alongside with our Black African-American brothers and sisters. It's like enough is enough. Yeah. Wow, that's such a powerful way to say it. I don't think that people even think that way. Um, that is an incredible way to think about that. It's true. It's like, even, even for gay rights, if it wasn't for civil rights, we wouldn't have gay rights. It's like, right. Black people have fought and died and been on the front Absolutely. lines. And then everybody else, the handicapped, you know, just mm -hmm. everyone else has benefited from that. Absolutely. And you're right. Absolutely. It's like, and we need to acknowledge that. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. We gotta have you on here more, girl. What? <laughs> what? Um, dang, that was food for thought for me for sure. Um, so let's let's switch gears a little bit. Cause I know that I know you watch uh, you know, some reality TV, and I definitely wanted to ask you, are you watching the family Chantel? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shamefully, yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm like super addicted to that show now. Um, I binge watch, I think I watched half the season last time it was on. 
um I'm addicted. Are you addicted to that show or oh, yeah. is there something? Okay. I love reality TV for some reason. Uh, whatever. I love it. All right. <laughs> like, listen, sorry for you guys who aren't watching the show, but I have to ask her what she thinks. So what do you think about the fact that the the older brother bought, brought this girl in, right? The, mm -hmm. uh, the woman from the Philippines mm -hmm. and they gave the other guy so much problems. Yeah. Do you think that's us having a son versus daughter thing do you think that's a latino versus asian thing like what is that because i was watching it today and i'm like no for real though why are they treating it differently because it seems like pretty much the same scenario are you talking about pedro's family yeah so no chantel's family treats the oldest brother's new wife or girlfriend way differently than they treated pedro when he came around um it could be it could be a few things it could be you know we, we tend to um baby our sons a little bit more i see that's what i think it is i think it's way being honest of, what is that can you explain that to me because that was my whole story growing up like my mom was expecting me to be on i mean and you remember me being little like i was you know i, I was little sandy yeah. like <laughs> you know um I think when you have daughters, because I have I have three daughters and a son, you know, mm -hmm. I, and you want to raise your daughters. First of all, you're very protective. And that's what the kids don't understand. So they're like, oh, she's picking. No, I'm just being super protective because I know the world we live in is horrible. So, so first of all, you're very protective and you want to just like, you know, and then you want them to be strong, independent. Like, so you're raising them to be tough because you don't have to worry about that from the boys in your mind as a parent, because naturally in our minds, that'll come along because they're men, they're boys, they're males, it'll come. Right. But you have to teach, you know, we have it in our mind. You have to teach your daughters to be like strong and independent and you know, look out for this and look out for that. So I think, you know, you know, <laughs> personally speaking, you know, I look back and I see some things that I've done wrong as a parent. Um, and, and of course they will, my kids are quick. They're like me. Um, so they're, they're quick to tell me like, no, you were like this with us. And I'm just like, well, it's because, you know, I wanted to protect you. I wanted to mold you, make you yeah. strong. And so, uh. yeah, I mean, I wouldn't consider it anything wrong. There's no right or wet, you know, and yeah, the proof is in the pudding. Your kids are amazing. So clearly, <laughs> clearly <laughs> something was, and uh, at least for the two older ones, the younger ones, we, we haven't really seen yet because I haven't seen them on social media like that. But the yeah. two oldest ones are very woke, completely yeah. understand yeah. the issues, know exactly how they feel about them and have no real problems about saying, I either don't care what you think, or this is what I think. So yeah. definitely, you did good, mom. You all right? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Cool. So what, um, give the audience a little bit of advice. Like, what have you been watching to distract yourself from all the craziness? 90 Day Fiance and Family oh, Chantel. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, I got to get back go on that. Crazy. What about, uh, you know, do you, I think, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just really feel like, and this, we've all had to come to a complete halt, not, not just with politics, but you know, we're dealing with COVID, yeah. which has been a new thing for all of us as well, along with Trump. And so we all had to like pump our brakes, which 
it has been bad for the economy, but at the same time, for families, it has been kind of a blessing in disguise because we were able to slow down and have those open conversations more because we're spending more time together and you're cooking more meals and you're not so stressed out with running to work, running because everything came to a halt. So I, I believe self-care during these times or just like take that hot bubble bath, you know what I mean? Do a facial and decondition your hair for 24 hours and don't work. You know what I mean? Like just little things like that and watch your, your reality show and just de-stress walking you know that's that's the stuff that baking those are the things that i've been yeah you always got something cooking over there some recipe you're trying or whatever yeah always looking good awesome well lizzie thank you so much for being on the show i definitely you have an open invitation to come back and next time we got to talk about fun stuff because listen she is hilarious okay (laughs) she is so funny But I definitely wanted to pick your brain about the political stuff, just because, like I said, every time I see you posting things, um, you know, you're you're definitely saying your opinion, but you're also dropping those little nuggets so people can kind of look at something in a different way if they're receptive to trying, you know? Right, right. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. This was fun, actually, and I enjoyed it. And, you you know, your questions were amazing, actually. And, you know, hopefully... Even if one person just sees this and it kind of has them thinking a little different than, you know, you've done your job. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You absolutely. know? Especially, I mean, there were a couple moments where I feel like you definitely taught me a thing or two, which is hard for an Aquarius to admit. <laughs> Lizzie's an Aquarius too. Well, thank you. All right. Awesome. But, you know, we could all learn from each other because I learn from you guys every day. And when I'm angry, when I'm angry at social, you know, things that are going on in the world, I have you on my mind. I have my family that, that are yeah. picked on and, and, mean, and, and the outside world. And when I think of those things, I think of you. I think of my cousins who are, who are African-American or who are gay or who, you know what I mean? Yep. That's, and it tugs, it tugs at me, but yeah. Aww, thank you. Learning. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, just to kind of piggyback off that real quick, um, our family, you know, when my mom was younger and people who, you know, I've never showed my mom, my mom's never been on the show, but my mom is very dark skinned, as you know. And Beautiful. this family took my mom in when she was a teenager and didn't even think twice about it. And no one ever acted weird with me or I wasn't enough of this or I wasn't enough of that or Mm-mm. anything. And we do pretty much have like the rainbow. So I appreciate that. I have a story about your mom. Yeah, yeah, show. no, share. Because my earliest memories were with uh, cousin Sandra and she was very inspired. Your mom, we love her. Yeah. Like there is no, she's our cousin's mother. She is our cousin. She is our family. And she was very inspirational. But I know that's another topic, but you came from an amazing woman and it shows and it shows because oh, you're an amazing woman yourself and- but yeah, I have I have a fun story about her when I was little. Yeah, tell. Uh, let's share it now. Yeah. When I hear it now, well, yes. it's just I always I always think about this. It was actually a a learning moment for me um, because I was about she was pregnant with you, and okay. she, we all lived together. We we lived together with your grandparents at that time, and I remember um, I used to go to school and you know my little my classmates the African American girls would have like the cornrows with the with the beads 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I loved it because those beads came in different colors. They had some bright ones. And I was like, I need to be a part of that. So I, I came home one day from school and your, your mom's like, with her little belly, I'm like, can you braid my hair, put the beads in it? And she was like, yeah, we'll do it over the weekend. So she like put these cornrows, she did the little braids, put the beads. And I was so excited. So I go to school and I got teased badly. And they were like, you're not black, why are you wearing? Like, and these were from the yeah. night non-black kids, you know what I mean? And I just remember thinking, but this is so beautiful. Like, why am I being teased? And I remember going home and to your mom and crying. She probably doesn't even remember the story, but I remember it. I was, I'm 42 and I was five years old when that happened. And this was probably like my first experience of like just of racial discrimination in a sense. Yeah. I don't I, I don't know if that's even the right term yeah, for it. Absolutely. But, and I just remember I remember crying and telling your mom, like they tease me and you have to take these braids out and you know, like I'm gonna get teased again because they don't want me to wear it because I'm not black. And she says, You're beautiful and you don't worry about what anyone else is saying and your hair do you love your hair? And I'm like, Yeah. And she's like, then you wear it tomorrow and you wear it for as long as you want to. You know what I mean? And it was just like, she empowered me and she made me feel like, you know what? I'm going to be judged and I'm going to get teased, but it's okay. Yeah. And it doesn't affect how I feel about myself. And she, and I, until this day, I remember that. Oh, shout out to mm -hmm. Sandy. Shout Sandy. Out to Sandy. <laughs> awesome. Oh, she's going to love that. She is going to yeah. love that. Expect the call. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. That's the first time I ever heard that story. So I definitely appreciate you sharing that. That's beautiful. I mean, it's not a big story. It wasn't a big thing, but it's just. Yeah, it's but five years here. old. That's I was five. You know, you know what I mean? And the fact that you yeah. remembered it, you know, mm -hmm. that's a pivotal thing. And that just goes to show, like, yes. we really got to shape up just because, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, these things are so ingrained. You got kids doing it to other kids. And yeah. you remember that, you know, that obviously yeah. was a, a big moment of the time that that should have never happened, you know? It was it was traumatizing. Yeah, of <laughs> I don't course. Know why, of but course. it was. I mean, even so when so you're excited. like 12, 13, being teased yeah. is like the end of the world, you mm -hmm. know? So I can't imagine five, especially being yeah. so excited to go and show everybody your new yeah. look. <laughs> They were like, get out of here with that. Like, what? This is awesome. What is wrong with you? Uh, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thank you so much for being on the show. And you are definitely coming back. Definitely coming back. So we got to figure Anytime. out a way to kind of, you know, loop you in. Okay. Well, All thank right. you for having me. It was fun. Oh, no problem. No problem. He's doing a great job, Nina. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. She's awesome, right? She is awesome. She is awesome. I know she gave you some food for thought. So listen, guys, thank you so much for joining this week. I wanted to keep things a little shorter. You know, the last episode, there was part one and part two. That's a dope episode. If you have not seen it, Lesbian Life Lessons, um, it's a two-parter. Definitely very educational. If there's anything you want to know about, you know, your... LGBTQA uh, friends and family definitely a cool episode to check out and check out all the past, past episodes if you like this one if there was one that you saw and you're like oh that was a cool show go go back and check out the other ones let me know what you think I'm always taking comments if you have show ideas you think there's something I should cover 
email me, spicypecanpodcast at gmail.com. And show me some love on uh, Instagram and Facebook. We're on there as well. Guys, thank you so much again. Be blessed. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a Wonderful Me Media production.